Alright, hello to welcome to episode 2 of the Frontal Cortex podcast. So, uh, I just, just wanted to get started off. I would kick a share the bat, but I decided I wrote down a couple of things I just wanted to talk into more depth. The one I want to just cover the now, well, two things I want to cover is just based on the previous episodes. The first one was talking about the difference between Catholic and Roman Catholic. I said I'd look into it. So, I just looked at Roman Catholic is basically the oldest uh, out of all the descents from Christianity. So, it's one of the first to be separate kind of from it. And then Catholic, I found out, is just more of a general term for all Catholic religions because then obviously I found out you get stuff like Orthodox Catholic and everything like that. So, I found out the difference between that. There isn't really isn't much of a difference. Because even what I read about Roman Catholic, the fact they praise mostly like Mary and saints and heavily believe in the angels and everything like that. But that's sort of what Catholicism is a lot about. It is a lot more about Mary, whereas other forms of Christianity are more about Jesus and all that. So I just found out. And another thing as well I forgot to mention yesterday about uh, teaching usefulness in math. Uh, a lot of Americans especially often talk about how they never got taught to do stuff like taxes or difference in debit and credit in uh, high school maths. Well, we did here. I didn't personally sit it, but I had a couple of friends who said it, which was life skills maths, and that did teach you, as in the name life skills, that taught you the sort of things such as debit and credit and loans and everything like that. So it, it is existent in schools, and but yeah, I do understand that it does need to be placed more in schools, especially like America, where they have to do their own taxes. That's a... Uh, quite a big thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it makes sense to actually teach them that. But yeah, that's for the points that I want to just get across. Uh, next, I just wanted to say, I have started, as I said, I would work on making a different podcast, mainly centred around talking about something specific, which I did. Uh, I've now created one called Demon Stories. I haven't started writing anything for it yet, but it will basically start just taking into account uh, real-life paranormal and demon stories that people have had and sort of try and investigate into it, try and debunk it and anything like that. I just kind of gen talk stories about it as in the titles. I haven't really done much for it. I've made the cover art, but that's really about it. I haven't actually done any writing yet probably try and convince my fiancé to help me write with it so I can get out more episodes a bit quicker about it. But yeah, eh, let's just get straight into what we're talking about. Get some answers and questions and discussions going on. So best way to start off is a question that was one of my first ones that actually did get extra comments below it from eh, even just what I stayed there. So right, the question is, what is the favourite dessert in the UK? Is it served elsewhere in the world? So my answer was crumble is one of the most favourite desserts in the UK and I'm sure you may be able to find it in other places around the world. Probably higher chance in Europe if you're talking about outside the UK but crumble is often homemade in Britain because you'll always hear a lot about British saying they prefer their food homemade rather than store-bought which I'm sure a lot of people do agree with that. I've always said the best quality food I've ever had is especially good bean from my grandmother because she often likes to homemade stuff and it's bloody brilliant. Uh, One of my favourite summers has always been banana bread. So it did. It had a couple of comments on it, so I'll read out the whole names because a lot of these people actually have their full names. I just read the first name. So, uh, Mark, he said, The one thing I love about the UK and Ireland is hot desserts. I love piping hot custard dishes such as sticky toffee pudding or treacle sponge. I hate it when I go abroad and desserts are simply mean fruit or ice cream. Desserts for me need to be piping hot. I do quite agree with that. I'm not much of a dessert person. I've had a lot of culture foods, but I'm more of the person who. Uh, I kind of enjoy eating dinners. Like, I like the dinners. I love to have a steak. And often when it comes around to dessert, I often just have a second course. I'll have another dinner rather than a dessert because I wasn't too big of a dessert person, really. I do I do sometimes, but he is right when you go abroad. It is a lot of fruit stuff. Uh, but there's quite good stuff abroad. There was a... Uh, 
one of my friends actually made some recently. I never had a chance to try. I really wanted to, but I don't have the chance to do that night. It's sort of like a jelly cake sort of it's really hard to it's like a sponge but jelly on top i used to have that quite a lot abroad you find that almost everywhere abroad because uh, i think it's it kind of how you know like milk often goes silver it's like the weather type of thing so even if it's really hot uh weather outside it won't ruin it so there's really nice but unfortunately i never got the chance to try it so i haven't had it in a long time but it was one of my favorites so uh, other comments were richard saying apple and blackberry crumble hard to beat yeah, another one was, before I read your reply, crumble was the first thing that popped into mind. And I said, clearly must have been true, because there you go. If that was someone else thinking, as soon as they saw that they thought crumble, because it is, it is something you always hear about. They always say, hey, you want to try some of my homemade crumble, because it is a popular dish here. But maybe some of you guys live in Britain might have a different idea of what your favourite dish is. Right, so we bring ourselves around to the next question. This is when we start getting into this sort of a... Uh, relationship sort of thing. So this is the one where someone asks, I hate my friend so much, is it wrong? My response was, depends on why you're beginning to hate them. And is it something that can be resolved or will it end your friendship? That's what you need to ask yourself. But if they're seriously doing something wrong and you know it, don't feel bad for having negative feelings about them. They may have brought that on themselves. <laughs> As I read that back, I realise that was kind of, I get kind of some of the things I was saying, but some of the things were kind of bad there because it's like, um, I think I should have talked a bit more about figuring out why. <laughs> and like, even right there, I actually just told them to um, trust their own instincts. Like, I, I kind of vaguely went on about saying, see if it's something that can be resolved. Because I would personally advise you sit and talk to that person about it first. Because like, if, if they're just there just hating them and not agreeing with what they do. But I'm not saying you'd be partially responsible. But it's something like you would kind of still feel as bad if you sat there and done nothing. If you just watched them do bad things and developed hatred towards them but never brought it up to them. Saying that, hey, what you're doing right now is kind of giving me negative feelings towards you. I know that's worded really badly but I've never really been in this sort of situation. But I think if you talk to the person about it, you may be able to resolve it in a... Uh, a better way, and as well, like I was saying there, you may be able to solve, uh, save your friendship by uh, resolving it in such a way. So, kind of just got to make sure you do it in a way that you don't offend them at the same time. Because, as once again, they may be, it's very vague, the question there, they could be going through something and they're just acting irrational. And you sort of want to just grab them and tell them, hey, you're acting a bit irrational. You don't want to, but you also don't want to feel like you, you know, you're attacking them, sort of thing, calling them a bad person. Be you just be more understanding about their situation as well as your own, but make it more like you care about them. You're actually looking out for them rather than you're judging them. As best advice I can give on that one, I just feel like what I said originally could have been a bit better, and uh, I hope what I've explained there kind of explains it a bit better for anyone else who's in that situation. Alright, so we push again to the next question. It's another of those things that I'm dealing with an emotional thing and I'm sort of reading back through it wondering what was I going to say? It's a bit confusing what I said but at the same time I cannot get what I was trying to say. So the question was, uh, why do the smallest things make me upset? Even just a small talk about something I may need to change can set me off crying. Why? So I said, 
The best way to look at it is imagine your brain and part of it that makes you cry. It's like a physical emotional barrier and the things that set you off are like weights pushing against it which eventually, when it snaps, makes you cry. When you need to do this, strengthen that barrier and a way to do that is sort of like I explain. When you feel upset, imagine the emotional barrier getting stronger, turning to steel and not letting anything break it down. So I see I've sort of tried solving that person's problem and trying to get him to do a magic thing, which I will understand why I put that. Because a lot of my theories that do uh, come along with emotion in that, I believe that a lot of things can be solved psychologically. Because yeah, I know a lot of medication exists for certain things, but it's the sort of thing where medication can only take you so far. Sometimes often medication can make you feel worse, because you feel like you're dysfunctional because you're having to take these pills and no one else has to because of said problem. That That's probably why I tried explaining an emotional route because I think the last thing anyone wants is some unqualified person telling them on the internet saying, go take these pills. So I, I kind of get what I was trying to say there. Sort of seems a nice way to do it. I don't know if it's a good I don't know if it works or anything like that, but eh, maybe one of you guys have had that same problem and you have solved it that way. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's sort of how I tried looking at it. You will notice throughout there's a big section as where a lot of the things I'm trying to help with in my answers are a lot to do with psychological and emotional things. It's kind of what I said about the whole algorithm in the previous episode and how it works. So, sorry if these questions get too emotional, it's just what they are, and I'm sort of trying to skip some of the ones that are too much to do at school. I might as well, while I'm here, actually just quickly read through them. So there was one I just avoided, which is the one after, which was actually the next question, which is like, can you go to a funeral from Scotland and England during coronavirus now? Obviously that was back in January 8th, so the rules have probably changed now. But holy crap, what I wrote was long. Like, <laughs> I had to scroll this three times down just to see it. And then the next one was just, is calculus considered GCSE or A-level maths in the UK? Which I said, because I live in Scotland, that's National 5 for us, which, National 5 for us is GCSE in England, which that's what calculus is. So that was really just a quick answer that could have been said like that. Just thought I might as well just add them in right at the end, just to break the whole emotional thing. But even though I originally didn't answer those two questions. One, because it was short, and the other one was to do with school, and I talked a lot about school yesterday. But it's just so you understand as well the sort of grading system that works in our country, because even though, yes, I live in Britain, eh, Scotland and England still has completely different grading systems. Which, to go further into that, <laughs> sorry. I did, I did actually confuse someone once. Eh, it was my first job I ever applied for. Funny enough, almost everyone's first job I applied for McDonald's. Never got the job, by the way, so I've never worked at McDonald's. Uh, I've never really had any interest in working with food because I'm very passionate about food. I feel like if I work with food, I may begin to have a hatred towards food. So what it was is I actually, I had all my qualifications down and the age I was that then, I was about 16, 17 years old. 16, just about to turn 17. Uh, I had a lot of National Fives, which in England is GCSEs and I have English parents. So whenever I spoke about school to my parents, they'd always refer to GCSEs. So what I ended up doing was I wrote all my qualifications in my CV as a GCSE. And then sitting there, having to sit there as a Scottish manager reads out my qualifications and says, why have you put everything down as GCSEs? What are they? I was surprised someone who works in for an international fast food company didn't really know what the English grading system was, but I just had to apologize saying sorry. Uh, I usually write them in English form, as well as because my plans were when I left high school I was planning on going to work in England, so my CV was all prepared for that. Uh, that's why they're all 
English notation was all put down for it, but yeah, the marginal make calls are completely weird though. I did eventually at the end of that interview, I did get asked saying, um, I feel like, you know, you've got a lot of qualifications here and you could probably do a better job. It is, it is what they said, but uh, I just wanted a job. I was a young person, not many people would hire young people, or there was just a job market here which is really bad, especially now, because as I've noticed around now, I'll probably complain about more often, is there's a lot of uh, shops and all that and workplaces all getting knocked down around here to build houses. Uh, but uh, what's often argued, which was one of the questions, is the distance between my hometown and a big city, because that's where it is. Uh, this town is basically just a midpoint for all the cities. You can just drive there. It's like a good access point. If you live here and you have a car, you've got access to the two biggest cities in Scotland. It's going a bit off topic there, wasn't I? Yeah, and I did end up, eventually, I, I still struggled to find a job, and that's how I eventually landed my job at Extreme Go-Kart. Because that was a company that my dad's friend founded, and my dad was a manager there for a couple of years when it first opened. And uh, I, it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Sometimes it annoys me, though, because I spent ages, and my dad was aware, I spent ages looking for a job, almost a whole year, from 16 to 17, because it was actually the end of... Uh, 2018 I actually got the job so yeah I would have been 17 but my birthday is obviously in May so I was actually turning closer to turning 18 at that point when I got that job but it was like I was just complaining about it. I couldn't find a job and he just randomly said he was like oh I could ask my friend if he could get you a job and I was like oh okay <laughs> and it was something just as simple as going for a cup of coffee introducing me to the job guy they had no jobs at the moment but they literally called me back within a week saying they've got a job for me and I ended up working there for a good year and a half and it was one of the best damn jobs I ever had only reason I left because it was a zero contract so it was still part time but shifts would always be random and uh I'd say it was minimum wage, it wasn't even actually, because minimum wage was about £4.20 and I was getting about £6.80 I think I was getting and I was, uh, I was 17, 18 while working there so that, that was great for someone, uh, I was still in high school as well, uh, I was great working in high school and working above minimum wage so that was quite fun and the shifts were bloody brilliant, everything about that job was great. It was just the fact there wasn't enough hours and unfortunately only 300 and something pound a month isn't enough to survive on anymore, especially when you have your own place and everything. So yeah, let's jump on to the next question. So sorry to disappoint you, I did say I'd jump on to the next question, but then upon realising I've actually already answered three questions and I sort of want to stick to the whole structure of three questions, because yeah, I, I have, funny enough actually, just, this, just to say, I've now answered my 99th question in quarter. Because after I finished recording the other podcast, I just decided to calculate how oh, I do three per an episode, how many episodes could I crap out. So I'm, I'm trying to, because obviously sometimes I skip a couple, they're just either too long or just not really much to talk about. I know already I have a couple on top of it, I mean seriously, not enough to talk about. Like the other ones I said to where I gave like one line answers. So I've sorted now uh, with more recent ones, well probably a while before they come, because I've still got 99 to go through. And I think we've only, I've actually went through about 12 of them now. Uh, I've actually now I've got the episodes in mind so I can kind of know hey what can I actually talk more about than just what I've put here so it should get better as we go on further but then sorry uh, I'm just going to stop it here so I've got more questions saved for other episodes as well as I've got things I need to do so I do realise I've kind of been talking a bit fast so I sound a, sound a bit rushed <laughs> and I do apologise about that 
But um, to fill out the extra time, because I realised when I said the other episode was only going to be 13 minutes and it ended up being about 15. Um, well, I was kind of glad about that because I didn't expect to make so much, but I still want to stick to these being little quick ones because I know you get really long ones. But since this is just sort of off the rails and random stuff, don't want to run out of ideas too quick. So I just want to say, as um, yesterday's episode, I did say if you're listening to this, you have found out on the chosen platform I've chosen. Well, you may have not because I have found out I, I, I've now put it on more, as I've found out. I was aware I've now put it on more, but I wasn't going to when I first done it. So the place where I mainly upload or get it first is CastBox. They always get to hear my podcast first, they get it sh- almost straight away. As soon as it goes on the internet, they get it straight away. Because out of all the ones I saw, that was my favourite one. Yeah, I did really like Anchor, but I was having issues with Anchor, but I've kind of solved them now, and that's what brings them to the next one. Anchor by Spotify is the next one I put on. None of these are sponsored, by the way. Because if it turns out sponsors can only be in the US, I did look into it. Unfortunately, I can't get paid for this. <laughs> and um, so, Anchor is made by Spotify. So the good thing about that is, as well as it being on Anchor, where people are looking for podcasts, it is also now on Spotify. So, I think the only other market I'm kind of missing right now is Apple Music. That's what I really need to get into. And I'm glad it did make this onto Spotify because I did. I sometimes compose music. I play the piano. And um, I actually did put a song up on Spotify once, but it came under as Wrong Artist League Sinclair. And I've still been trying to combat Spotify into getting that song off of there and onto the correct profile or to the right musician. And like some other guy, he's actually a really good singer, but I've never actually heard him. He's got the same name as me, but he's this bearded guy with a ponytail. Doesn't even do my type of music. I play classical music. He sort of does relaxing guitar and vocals. Uh, I don't even do vocals, so yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all that is so it just leaves us off I hope to see you in the next episode and this, the last one actually had quite a good turnout so thank you for that and uh, hopefully I can start writing the other podcasts um, some paranormal people will be more interested and might have a niche audience soon so that's good and I'll see you in the next one